And welcome back, everyone, to Thunderdome Metal Reviews, your church of heavy metal. I am the Reverend Benjamin Lindsay, and with me, as always, is my brothers in metal, the chicken slaughterer, Mr. Tracy Newport, and the doctor of destruction, Dr. David Pizzo. Gentlemen, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm feeling winter war fantastic. <laughs> Wunderbar. Wunderbar, indeed. Oh, wait, we're not doing that album. We're not, but that's okay. Not yet. Not yet. No, we did that album. Indeed. Is it out yet? Yeah. Probably not. But the album that we're talking about currently on this episode is the 2020 release by Wolfheart, released on April 10th of 2020 by on Napalm Records. It is their fourth studio album. Wolves of Karelia, which I may have been mispronounced, and I will apologize now before I fuck up everybody's names. It has a runtime of 40 minutes and 44 seconds. The band on this album are Tomas Sakonen on guitars and vocals, Laurie Sakonen, bass vocals backing, and Jonas Kapinen on drums. Uh, they did bring in a guest guitarist, Vagilis Curses. And let's see if I can see who this was produced by. It was produced by Thomas Sokanen. So there you go. He's a prolific dude. He is a prolific dude. He puts out a lot of shit. Yeah. In a bunch of different bands and iterations. Correct. I'd never heard of him, but apparently he's this like power writer that's in 30 bands and just just banging it Who's out. This? Thomas Sokanen. Token and the heart and soul of the band that was like a side project of his third side project that became a band. Yeah. <laughs> um, previously, or perhaps still, depending on when you yes. hear this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Before the Dawn, Black Sun Aeon, Bone Grinder, Yumahamara, <laughs> Rajavokin, Rasuyan, and The Final Harvest. And three of those I completely fucked up because I don't speak Finnish. But yeah. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah. True. True. I might um, actually have to do a link of that shit if we keep this up. No doubt. Um, you, oh, sorry, what were you going to say, Tracy? Oh, I was going to look at some of the other bands because I went and looked. And like I know him from Donna Solis. And... Of course you do, Tracy. My spreadsheet tells me that 37 years ago, I listened to five of their albums. On a Tuesday, it must have been. And I, I decided I was never going to listen to them ever again. <laughs> I listened to one of their albums in 2020. And there it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and the guy is like a fucking musical genius because he yeah. plays every instrument. He bass, keyboards, gu guitars, drums. Sniper I mean, rifle. Yeah. Bolt action. Bolt action. 7.62. Yeah. <laughs> so you picked this, Ben. Why did you pick this? I mean, I think I know the answer, but I, I want to hear you say it. Um, I actually just really like this. And I actually feel bad because I had forgotten that this came out in 2020 since it wasn't on my top 25 of 2020 list. I was going to ask you that. Um, but I, I heard this randomly. Hell, Tracy might have been suggested it to me. I don't remember. And just went on a deep dive. And I was like, fuck, this is really, really good. And part of the reason is it's not only is it fast and aggressive, which I like, but it's also a blend of black and death metal, which you don't sure. often hear. The lyrics are historically grounded, and I'm a nerd, so I enjoy that. And uh, I was just like, this is fucking 
face melting. So I actually went and bought a bunch of their physical CDs. But it, the, in the COVID times, and that happening back around when this first came out in April, I had completely fucking forgot about it by the time we got to the end of the year. Yeah, that happens. I remember you, I think you sent me a message on Facebook going on. Just sent me the link to their single off this album. Yeah. And I th- and I was like, oh, yeah. And I got heard that album, I think, at that point in time. And I think I told you to check out the other album from 2018 as well. Because that album I liked a lot from them. I know shit's serious when Ben buys the gold record to send with the satellite into space. <laughs> like, this is one of the ones we have to preserve if the EMP hits us. This is going to be Wolves of Karelia. This is the one that's going on Voyager 3? This is the one that's going on Voyager 3, the final battle. <laughs> the final reckoning. It's the last gasp because Amer- humanity's dying at that point. Done. It's a bad scene. So, yeah, go ahead, please. No, what I was going to say is, honestly, in a lot of ways, this scratched a very similar itch that 1914 did for me. So I can see that. I, I thought about that, too. Okay. I thought a little bit about Paradise Lost also, not to get into yeah. sound similarities. Yeah. It, they're heavier moments. As you know, now, Tracy, Paradise Lost has been all over the map. <laughs> um, but in their heavier moments, I think there's a little bit of sort of duly yeah. overlap there. Yeah. And when you talk about these guys as being like that mix between death and black metal, they don't, what happens typically when you see bands try to do the mix of death and black metal, they try to take the horrible quality production values and like make it as discordant and dissonant as sounding as they can and try to marry on top of it. But here it sounds like you got death metal and, um, and they took the like the black metal of the style of like and oceans where they combined it there where it's the more technical faster stuff but it's much more more polished instead of it being this just nails on a chalkboard quality to it no the production quality on this is quite good actually yeah. well when you've played nearly every instrument you know exactly right. how you want to sound you know you know how you want it to sound yeah i'm sure he wrote every part i mean i know that this is a band now and not just a side project but I'm still betting that he was like, uh, let me let me show you what that drum part's supposed to sound like. So. He probably wrote everything recorded at like Black Label, like Zach Wild and Black Label. Mm-hmm. He just has other guys to cheer with him when he wants to go out live. Yeah. Instead of just me standing there in the video, let me hire a couple of other guys. To stand I mean, at least he's going out, Bathory. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. At least <laughs> he's leaving and going anywhere. Um, I have to also say to our listeners that I thought based on the wolf motif and yeah i know what Karelia is it's this border region that's unfortunately frequently fought over border region between finland and russia i thought i was going to get trolls and shit maybe the aurora borealis and then i start hearing about trenches and dive bombers i'm like fuck ben what did you do to me and i realized that this entire album is about the winter war between finland and the soviet union which Only what you had done to me previously oh so. my god no i know it's like payback is a bitch i was like this isn't trolls at all like 170,000 Soviets are fucking dead for nothing. Okay, I guess not for nothing. They took a bunch of shit away. So for our listeners, you can look this up. This is a fun, absolutely horrible conflict in which the Soviets used the fact that Western Europe was slitting its collective throat to invade Finland. And it worked. It was just a complete clusterfuck in which 170,000 of them died. There's a single sniper who kills like 500 of them. Mm Mm-hmm which led to the most disturbing cracked article I've ever read about this guy, the white death. Yeah. So it's, it's, it was not, but the thing is this album, 
because one of my concerns when I found that out, I'm like, oh man, are we going all weird white nationalists on me here? Because that's a thing, even then, uh, you know, they end up on a certain country's side in the subsequent war. And yeah, I wasn't sure if it was uh, like glorifying war, which I get as a thing. I mean, to some degree, Iron Maiden sabotage in their own way do that a little bit, though I think there's like a bittersweet quality to it. But this just makes war look shitty. Uh, this is me praising it actually like, yeah because first i figured out it was not about trolls i'm like fuck we're in the finish war and then i'm like is this going to be some sort of triumphant killing the red hordes thing which point taken uh, but, <laughs> but, but i'm sure that's how it felt at the time but no it's just like this sucks this is fucking terrible and every track lets you know that so i applaud them typically... sometimes that history stuff i'm oh, sorry lesson sometimes that history stuff because it goes to a cringeworthy place for me a little bit. Like Sabaton touches that off a little bit. I'm like, I don't know about this. It's like a little bit too hagiographic and just, mm -hmm. and I thought that shit was badass when I was, you know, discovering metal when I was 14. But now, like, I want, I want Motorhead's 1916, not yep. the Trooper, right? Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> Trooper is actually pretty dark, but That's what Sabaton, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of Sabaton is it's just uh, I it's mean, even, yeah, it's it's power metal, so it is it's stuck within metal. the power metal tropes. The sound uh, alone yeah. gives it such a different quality than this album, yeah. which we're not going to get into songs yet. But this album really just comes up behind you with an ice pick and just slowly pushes <laughs> it into you, like and just <laughs> leaves you leaves you to die in a very black metal and death metal sort of way. <laughs> I agree that that combination often doesn't work very well. This, I didn't make the connection for the 1914 kind of like Venn diagram until you said something about it. But now, as it's playing through my head, stuff, I'm like, yeah, I can start to see like their sound connections and the qualities and like what 1914 did really well. These guys are doing really well as well. Yeah, there's a, just a slightly different quality. I would say that this is much more polished than 1914. And I don't know if that is a choice or an accident. Meaning that, you know, it just could be the, the quality of the studios that they're recording in and everything like that. But I suspect that it was a, a, a choice because I, I think that Tumas just decided that I'm going to make the best sounding record that I can. And I don't think the guys from 1914 were necessarily concerned with it being as polished and, and as fine sounding, especially considering they were using what sounded like anyway and whether what was or not um excerpts from old wax cylinders and shit like that so yeah i think that album being overly polished would have worked less well than this just yeah because that that inf that incorporation of victrola it was slightly less jarring and that the whole thing was a bit of a bloody mess i'm looking to see who the uh, where they recorded the blind lead the blind at for 1914. I mean, I assume Kiev. I mean, isn't it? Well, I, I'm wondering if like because it was an independent release until they got picked up by Napalm, and it got released internationally like a year later. Like the blind lead the blind is the album they were picked up for, and I'm wondering because I think that was like one of those homebrew, recorded like, you know, your own studio thing. I'm trying to find where.
Coming to you live from a basement in Lviv. I mean, I think that is undercutting Kiev and the access to stuff that Kiev has. I think Kiev has a bunch of shit, but he's telling me that it's a homebrew now. I'm like, well, oh. I'm re- recorded at Moose Production in Lviv, Ukraine. Oh, I called it. <laughs> city number two. I'm like, these sound, they sound like si- second city type guys. <laughs> None of those, that pretentious polished bullshit from Kiev. Yeah. What do you think they are? Fucking Wolfheart? No. <laughs> <laughs> Dave well, Hussein? I just, I well, I was just wondering. Oh, the original way was archaic sound. Hmm. Then they got picked up by Napalm. But I mean, I do think like the wax cylinder and kind of the rougher edges around 1914 kind of helped that aspect and sound quality wise. In that, for they were portraying like the grittiness that 1914 World War I was. And these guys are taking that much darker tonality and like kind of like adding, I guess you could say, like that winter's touch to it, where everything's kind of like this blindingly whiteness and it's just cold and. It's 40 below, Tracy. Yeah. And some random asshole shot you and 30 of your friends in a yeah. single outing. Oh, yeah, you, were all, you were also conscripted. And if you back up, you might also be shot. So Yeah. You just fall into Lake Lagoda. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a bad scene all around for all involved. <clears throat> I do think that they did a good job, and I will credit the production of this in despite the fact that I say that this has a much more polished sound, but it's like polished like the surface of a frozen lake to kind of meet the aesthetic that they're going for, because it does sound cold. There is a certain frostiness to it that kind of reminds me of Sentenced, and I guess also a little bit Paradise Lost, um, to mm-hmm. kind of reference back to what David was saying earlier. Yeah. I will say that also I like that they put that like palate cleanser in the middle of this album. Mm-hmm. And Eye of the Storm, like even the name, it's like here's the calm. Oh yeah, no, they're like down. here's the breather, they're... and and we're back at it again. And it offers such a, like this almost chilling kind of sound quality to it, and, like the acoustic guitars and just kind of the winds howling in the background that I think really adds a good little like contrast to the rest of the album. Yeah. Well, we might as well talk about songs then if we're making that transition. Um, anybody else want to go first? Do you want me to since I picked it? Sure. I mean, the bigger question is, are you going to back all and move on? or? I kind of like them all. <laughs> he kind of likes them all, Tracy. I mean, there are ones that, sh- that stick out that I think are better, but I don't think any of them are bad. Um, it helps that there are only eight tracks, one of which is Indeed. an instrumental. Uh, which Tracy already referenced, and I actually do like that uh, instrumental. I think that it has a very strong opening and closing track with Hail of Steel and Ashes. I also tend to like Horizon of Fire, um, Reaper, and Arrow of Chaos. So, I mean, I that's already half the album. That I'm saying sticks out, and I don't like. I said I don't think anything's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I like the introduction with Halo Storm, Horizon on Fire, Reaper. <clears throat> I enjoy the kind of uh, Eye of the Storm kind of interlude that it has there, and kind of like a palate cleanser. 
I do think it ends well there with Ashes. And I think, if anything, Born from Fire and Arrows of Chaos might be two of the weaker songs on there, but it's none of them are bad. They're all pretty good in their own right. Yeah, I there's not a bad song on here. I like Reaper. That's a heavy song. I like the heaviest song on here. The Hammer's good. I like Arrows of Chaos a lot. I almost like it better than Ashes. But yeah, this album, it's tight. It's only 41 minutes. Just the way Ben likes it. They get in, they get out. You're frozen to death. You've been shot in the face. It's, Kill a bunch of people. It's a it's a brutal, wintry odyssey in 41 minutes. Yeah. It's good. I, I cannot refute anything said there. So grades, gentlemen. And again, I will go first since I picked it. Um, I think this is an A. I don't think it's an A+. plus. I don't think it's uh, one of the best albums ever done. But it is high quality all the way through. Um, it, it helps that it is so concise and so thematically on point for me. I do like the, the touch of the instrumental interlude, which, again, you don't often hear me say necessarily, despite the fact that... Um, there aren't really any short songs, but there aren't really any long songs either. They're all in the three to six minute mark. I think it's just very well paced and um, exceptionally well produced in the sound quality, especially for something on that Black Death division line there. Uh, just has a fantastic sound quality. I'll go next. Um... I enjoyed this album. I, I went to check and see if I'd ranked it last year in my list of lists, and it actually was number 82 on my <laughs> list. <laughs> and I put it right behind Morse Prince PMS 7, which we did for the podcast, and two behind Armored Saint. So kind of give you an idea where I put that at. But for me, it's really good. I don't, I don't know if I'll come. I might be coming back to it later on i do know that i like their 2018 album just slightly better than this for me i'm gonna give it a high d like an 87 mm. huh yeah this album is good uh occasionally i wished for a tiny bit more variation in vocal style maybe might have been a little bit nice um but i'm i'm gonna split the difference i think it's between a b and an a i think it's like a 90 uh, and uh, it may grow on me as I listen to it more. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm sort of between the two of you. It's cool, though. If you're a history nerd or just want to hear black metal that's actually well-produced, which is sl slightly an oxymoron, but if they did it here, uh, as you say, the production is immaculate. It's, it's good. And uh, this is definitely an album I'm going to... Well, no, I can't circle back to it because it's 2020. It's not 21. I mean, you can listen to it when you want to. No, I <laughs> but cannot, you can't, Tracy. The you can't pull a Nile and put it on your list at the end of the year. Oh, my God. I really wish it had been there. That record was good. Don't worry. I did release an EP, so you could always just do that. Uh, it's two songs. Yeah, I'm going to give this a 90. It's good shit. All right, my brothers. What are we doing next time? Next, we are doing yeah, 2019's. Uh, Simicons released in 2019 um, in Tika in Misquitili. Yeah, we're going to mangle that Nahuatl bad. But I'm super looking forward to it. That's my pick because I'm an asshole and I want to think about getting my heart ripped out so the sun can keep burning. And that album's going to allow me to get to that, that headspace. 
Indeed, they will. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Thunderdome Mental Reviews, and we'll catch you next time. Try not to get shot in the winter. 500 times by the same guy. Yep. <laughs>